0: I'd like to welcome our guest today, David DeGroff from Always On Call. Now, before I bring David in here, I just want to tell you that I have met David uh, several years ago, and, and we've had a lot of interaction over the years uh, between him attending some of our classes, even our more advanced classes, and uh, what we do with him as far as him being able to provide manpower for our members in different situations. So uh, I'm going to bring him in, and we'll get started here. So David, welcome.
1: Thanks, Lance. How are you today?
0: Doing well, and
1: hope you're doing the same. I am, sir. Thanks for asking.
0: I I really want to get right into this, and then we'll get into a little bit more of the detail. You know, Always On Call has all different meanings to different people. So, what is Always On Call?
1: Always On Call, the simplicity of it is it is Supplemental Labor Service designed for the restoration industry. Okay. And how have you been doing that? So... We started Always On Call in 2016. I have been in the restoration industry since 2003. I started as a helper, and um, they had me move into all aspects of the restoration company. Uh, Eventually ended up running the company myself. Um, And ended up uh, getting away from that a little bit. And then I ended up starting Always On Call in 2016. Um, it was a little bit of an accident, but it ended up being a major need for our industry. So you came from the
0: remediation industry, and you kind of moved into the manpower side of that. Would that be fair? that's
1: correct. I, I started out um, when I started out as a helper, and then I went into the construction side because of my background. And we started to do. Uh, I started to be a project manager for Build Back. And then it inevitably ended up with me running the division and then running the whole company.
0: I got to ask you, because you said build back and a lot of the companies that I talk to, as soon as I say, do you do build back? You say, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to be involved with that because it's yeah. not satisfying anybody.
1: No, no, no. It's an industry term. It was a complete and total nightmare. And at one point in time, it was a blessing to move out of dealing with people's build back and into running the whole company. at least it seems so when I received the promotion.
0: Well, I I guess from the different aspects of the company that you were in and the jobs you did, I guess your experience kind of helped you get to where you are with Always On Call?
1: Yeah, I I, I actually, I got burned out and I was looking for other avenues. And uh, based on my construction background, uh, I picked up a job and uh, built a brewery in Orlando. And so as that was wrapping up, Um, I actually had one of my former employees call me and he said, hey man, listen, he was running another company in town and he landed a huge job at the hospital and he was needing help. But he said, listen, I can't bring in day laborers. He goes, I need some quality people. And I said, okay, you know, what are you looking for? He goes, well, I want you to send them to work for me and I'll pay them and you'll pay you and you pay them. I said, okay, we'll see how this works. And it started out with, you know, just a couple people here and there. And it was, it actually started in 2015. And it was just like, oh, look, I made a hundred bucks this week. (laughs) And so it started out small and trickle. And then we got one of the storms hit Florida that wasn't too severe, but uh, one of our major clients ended up calling us and we were able to respond with strength and they continued to call us and continued putting our word out there. And from there we were able to, Help what we have today all these years later.
0: So this isn't where you pull up at the corner with a pickup truck and a bunch of people jump in the back and you drive them to a, a job site?
1: <laughs> That's a terrible method, okay? Um, no, so the, the big difference between us is We do this every day of the year. We're not sending people out to Kmart or Home Depot or Kmart. There's a blast from the past. Uh, You know, anybody that calls, we're not day labor. It's not any person who shows up in the morning and gets sent out to a job, as you know, many people are familiar with. We use the same people day in and day out, and we keep them doing restoration work day in and day out. They did restoration yesterday. They did restoration today, and they're going to go do it tomorrow. I've heard
0: you talk in the past when we've spoken about, uh, I think you used the term supplemental labor.
1: That's right. Uh, that is kind of the dividing line is we aren't day labor. We aren't temporary labor. We are a business that does restoration, but we go do it for other people. And I felt that warranted an, an alternate term to differentiate differentiate us from all the other avenues and potentials that people have out there. You know,
0: I've heard of people Refer to companies, and I'm going to say like yours, but apparently it's not as like a temp agency, you know, where you're just getting temporary labor. And it's, I I don't know, to me, it seems very different. What you're called the way you're describing it, it's not a temp agency.
1: That's right. A temp agency is they people show up in the morning, and based on the jobs that came in for the day and the people that showed up, they dispatch them. They have no idea who they're sending out or those people want to get paid at the end of the day. And there's a multitude of issues they come in with there. Trust me, that's where I started. And once upon a time, I was no different than anybody else. And I saw the path to be able to become different. And that's how it was. It was kind of a catch 22. I need work to be able to provide workers, but I need workers to be able to provide work. So it was a little bit of a balancing act for a long time, but I started to land some key people And was able to keep them in place and then we started having the clientele follow after the key people and then you have people that are in place that are able to train the new people you have relationships with clients that you're able to put new people out there and get them vetted from an outside set of eyes so we are also able to run training classes uh, periodically where we teach our people the basic skills that they're going to encounter on our job sites Drywall cutting and chalk lining and things like that. You know, we teach them what the equipment is and stuff. So those you are know, all. You those made, different I, I just want to jump
0: back real quick, and I want to get into the the training aspect of all this. But you had mentioned uh, before, you know, you're not a temp agency, but the people still get paid is like it was a temp agency because you're actually billing the
1: contractors that need them, correct? And then yeah, you're so. Doing payroll. Yeah, so we uh, cover the workers' comp and general liability. There are our employees. We call them in- assigned employees because we just assign them to your job site or to the job site of the client. So the client would request how many people, they would give us the address, the approximate duration. Then we would have our crew show up. They have a two hour right or refusal on anybody. We want them to be happy with whatever they're getting. And if they're not happy, then why should they pay for it? That's the way I think about it. So. Two-hour writer refusal. You don't think you're going to be able to work with the guy? Let's get him out there. You want somebody else? You know, we'll send him out. You want to be uh, short that guy? That's okay. That's up to you. It's your job. It's your call to me. It's a rare occasion that that's happened. I think twice as it's happened in the last six years. But you know, it's good to have that insurance policy there. I want people to feel confident about doing this.
0: Well. One of the uh, big differences from our previous conversations between you and a lot of temp agencies, and I keep going back to that because that's what people think of about you know labor like this, is the area that you cover, most of these temp agencies have a certain area right around where they're located. Do you cover like you're in the Orlando area. Is that what you cover? Or do you cover beyond that?
1: So our services are kind of twofold in our local areas, Fort Lauderdale, Charlotte, Orlando. Uh, We're able to offer clients if they need assistance, two people for two days, or you know smaller groups, shorter term. Um, Outside of that area, we're willing to travel wherever the job is, as long as we're going to be beneficial to the client. We've worked as far west as Texas, and we had two hundred and fifty people going in Texas, and we've been as far north as New York, where we had hundred people going up there, and everywhere in between. I have a crew in, uh, Virginia. This, uh, started on Monday. We just got a crew back from Alabama last. We're willing to travel wherever you're at.
0: So if I was to call you up and say, Hey, we just had a storm. I need two people you would have no problem. And if I said I needed a hundred people, you wouldn't flinch either.
1: That's right. We, we, our estimates we can put upwards of one to 2000 people on the ground, Our difficulties always come in with securing lodging when those needs are that great.
0: So with the recent hurricane that kind of went from uh, the Fort Myers area up through Orlando and out into the uh, Atlantic, probably has kept you kind of busy.
1: Yeah, we were definitely busy. We were able to mobilize 350 people. Um, That was a unique storm. Um, The lodging was incredibly difficult. There because you're either coming in from Miami or almost Tampa. Uh, but yeah, the, that was a devastating storm. I lived in Fort Myers for a lot of years, so it, it very much hit home. And it, it's hard to see all the devastation that occurred in, you know, all the areas I used to run around in.
0: So with the, the different techniques and things that people in the remediation industry need, what kind of special training do you guys get? or equipment are they issued or, or how does that work? Do they have to bring their own stuff or how does it work?
1: So we're providing labor. Uh, our instructions to our crew is to show up in boots, pants, and a plain t-shirt as in no logos. You know, we don't want anybody showing up with the company's logos on. Uh, we don't provide any tools. Everything above the labor would be the client's responsibility, um, tools, material, we can get them to, uh, to the job site or to a meeting place for the client to be able to transport them to each individual job from there um, supervision. We consider ourselves assistance to your technicians. At no point in time are we looking to take liability for your project. we are just able to perform what you need us to perform.
0: Do you provide different levels of um, supplemental labor? like a basic worker or supervisor or people trained to do remediation? How's that work?
1: So on a larger scale, um, we have supervisors for our own crews. Uh, We're able to send out a supervisor for like a crew of 10. If you order a crew, that's gonna have a supervisor. But if you order like 100 people or 200 people, we're gonna look to have one supervisor for every 10 people. Um, We feel that those are reasonable groups and sizes based on the things that we've experienced.
0: Yeah, we call it a span of control, at least That's if we right. go under any kind of military assignment, span of control, so many people based on tasks. So no, good, it's it's good to hear that. So what makes you guys different than anybody else out there doing something similar, if there is such a
1: thing? Um, I think that I make it different. Uh, my experience, the way I always say it is, I am not a labor guy who realized that there was money in our industry. I'm an industry guy who accidentally ended up doing labor. And I knew, I know what I wanted to hear from the guy on that side of the phone when I was running the company, when I was my client. So I know his pain. I know his problems. And I feel like I have a good idea on how to solve So above and beyond just being able to provide labor, I'm also an asset and a resource. I know a ton of people. I'm involved with groups, especially like Normie. Um, I have a lot of experience. So you never know where I'm going to be able to help. We're always trying to cater our service towards the restoration industry, a specific client, not cater to as many industries as we can to get as much labor. Do
0: you supply Um, labor into like construction?
1: A little bit. We do. uh, We offer cleanup crews to uh, construction uh, job sites. Um, We're looking to get a little bit more into that. Um, In the Orlando area where we're strongest, uh, my operations manager is based out of there. And so what we do is we take on demo projects uh, for high-end homes and uh, commercial projects where it's Less demo and more deconstruction, and this helps us keep our guys busy uh, year round. It helps us at our own crews as well as be able to teach them additional, you know, give them additional training.
0: So, if we take the crystal ball out, what's the future look like for Always On Call? Uh, hopefully, staying in business.
1: <laughs> um, it's continued to grow, and we've just been doing what we've been doing and that's trying to just provide a good service to the client. Um, We've doubled the amount of hours that we've produced every year uh, since what we've started. And we just look to keep expanding across the country, being able to set up more satellite locations like we have in Charlotte, Orlando and Fort Lauderdale so that we can help the clients on a smaller basis. Um, What's really started to happen to our longer clientele or people, you know, people that were GMs at places that have broken off and gone in their own direction is companies have started to build themselves around our services. So there's a lot of value in being able to keep a small staff of just your key people, keep your payroll low, not worried about keeping a whole host of people with 40 hours a week or they're going to quit on you. And still being able to respond to whatever job comes across you we're able to help middle that problem. I know a
0: lot of our members, we have uh, entrepreneurs, smaller companies, and um, they're always very cautious about jobs that they think are too big for them to handle. Manpower wise, uh, drying out projects, something like that. Uh, to me, it sounds like you're a solution to that type of situation.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. We're a solution to that. Uh, but it, it speaks highly of being involved with a group like Normie, because there's a lot of apprehension when it comes to landing a job that you potentially larger potentially larger than you've ever had before. You know, what are your tools? What are your resources? What are your specialities? What is your cash flow? Those are all factors that you have to think about. So companies like always on call can come in and help solve those problems. But if you have other partnerships that you've met through groups like NORMI, then you have other people that you can call and possibly bring in and help segment that project so that it's not a large project. We always try to keep in mind every large project is just a bunch of small projects.
0: Sounds like the way the government handles things.
1: <laughs> but in a good way.
0: But in a good way. So what, what else should we know about you? You know, as, as an individual, you gave us some of your background, but, you know, how, where's
1: your passion come from here? Uh, just the business, actually. Um, that's, I don't know, been my gift, my talent, uh, my passion, as you say, just ever since i have young, I've always just had an eye for business and wanted to succeed in business and, At an early point in my life, I started pursuing the money, and shortly thereafter, I realized that you can't pursue the money. It's about who you help, how you help them, and your impact on the world around you. And if you do those things right, and you keep your eye on the prize and work in that direction, then you always have what you need. That's my own personal philosophy on it.
0: You know, be careful. You keep talking like that, people are going to think you're a nice guy. (laughs)
1: We don't want that.
0: (laughs) No, we can't have that. So how would somebody get in touch with you uh, for two ways? One is if they were interested in working for you. And the other way would be, you know, to get your services to help them out.
1: Uh, My phone number is 407-505-9338. That's my cell phone. Our company office number is 407 637 6433. And our contact information is available at alwaysoncall.info, not dot .com. Alwaysoncall.info.
0: Alwaysoncall.info. Okay. Cool. Yeah, people, I'm sure make that mistake a lot, and they'll do. They'll put the dot .com in, or dot .net, or all the other things. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate you spending time with us. I I know you're traveling today, and uh, you got to head out to the airport, so I really appreciate you spending some time here. Uh, I think the information and the services that you're able to provide for our industry, especially people within the Norming membership that need additional manpower and quickly, uh, it's a great resource. So thank you for all that you do
1: with that. Well, thank you for the opportunity to talk a little bit about what I do. Um, You know, a personal thanks to you, Tim and Doug, and how Normie's had my back. And, you know, I appreciate everything that you guys do for our industry. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Take care. Have a good day.